With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. In a secret lab somewhere in the Western Hemisphere, the perfect human specimen has been born. He has the strength of 10 men and the wisdom of 20. Rick Munn. Now you listen here. He's a very naughty boy. TNT Radio. Now go away. Yeah, it's locked and loaded. This is TNT. Today's news talk. I am Rick Munn and we're coming at you live, as always, unscripted and uncensored here from the Gold Coast in Australia. Yes, Australia. But we're broadcasting out all over the world and whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And of course, whatever you're doing, we hope it's nice. We hope you stay tuned and you tell people Tell people about how fantastic and wonderful and amazing we are because we are all of the above. Collectively speaking, I'm talking about this is a big outfit and a big operation now and world dominance and world control is very much in our sights and we're doing our level best to make that happen. But we need you, we need you people out there to keep uh, blowing the trumpet and flying the flag for TNT, which I know uh, very, very many of you are doing because our numbers are growing by the Day. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, I was on last night. I had a great conversation with uh, Hesher, uh, Brian McLean, and also Steve uh, Hook uh, on the State of the Nation show on TNT. If you haven't seen it or heard it, check our website, tntradio.live, and listen back to that, where we're giving a real good overview of what's happening across the world now with regards to censorship and where TNT fits into this in the global picture and what the plans are for the future. So if you haven't already done so, uh, make use of our playback facility or listen back on your streaming platform device of choice. We're on Google uh, Play, Apple App Store, TNT Radio app, and also, of course, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the main streaming platforms. You can check us out there. Uh, coming up in this hour, a uh, real action-packed show. We've got Gemma uh, just about to hop on. Then we have Dr. Anne McCluskey, hopefully, joining me from Derry here in uh, the north of Ireland, Northern Ireland, and also Dr. Bruce Scott will be joining me uh, from his bunker in Scotland, not Scott with two T's land, Scott with one T land. And yes, it's always a great chat with Bruce. We're going to be talking about menticide. And that's not a new cough medicine. Go and Google that. If you don't know what it means, we're going to talk about menticide and propaganda and increased deaths and everything else. All these lovely things uh, here this beautiful Wednesday morning. Uh, I told you, check out the website, tntradio.live. Leave a message in our live chat and big thanks to everyone that's contributing there at the minute. We appreciate each and every one of you. So going to take a brief pause, bring Gem on. So don't go away. Stay tuned here for more on TNT Today's News Talk. There's a lot going on. So it's important to stay informed and up to date. Get ready because here we go. At the top, 30 minutes past and when it breaks. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Gemma, it's all good at the minute. Uh, you know, we're the show earlier on, we've been reflecting on stories that we covered last year. It's bringing back, you know, little flashbacks here and there, how much really we have covered in the short time that we've been on there. And of course, uh, even since you joined the station about, what, six or eight months ago now, you've covered an absolute ton of news articles. Uh, when you look back, sometimes it's hard to believe so much has happened in such a short space of time. Yeah, and it is a short space of time. Actually, for me, it will be this Friday. It will be my fifth uh, month 
Um, but mm. honestly, the time has absolutely flown for me. And yeah, covering stories in a very different way than I ever did when I worked for the uh, legacy media and having the freedom to actually analyze stuff properly and say things, say the real truth of the matter, you know, the globalist agendas, and there are many of them which are fully in, in full swing, full gallop, some could argue, and, and it just exposing them for what they are. Funnily enough, I was just watching a clip of you uh, from that show you were talking about um, mm. on, on social media. Uh, yeah, and a really good debate, a really good conversation about the, the rise of citizen journalism, the rise of stations like this, and the clampdown that is fastly following that and everything we can have to do to circumnavigate that particular uh, choppy waters when it arrives, and it will. Um, but I think there's too many of us now. It is as simple as that. There's too many of us, too few of them. Uh, they're joining forces, as we'll talk about in just a sec, uh, in, in many different ways. They're regrouping the troops, you could argue, to try and see us off at the pass. I'm using a lot of military terms here because we are in a war. We are in a war, you know, no, no two ways about it. And it's a war for the human spirit, soul, mind, behavior, everything. So, you know, we've got to stay in the fight, Rick. Got to stay in the fight. We have to stay in the fight until there's no fight left in us, at which point we will have expired. And then at that point, they can do whatever the hell they want to our rotting corpses. Uh, but it's not going to come to that, at least not for a while yet, Gemma. Uh, funny enough, uh, Sunak uh, put a post up yesterday talking about in Parliament this week, a dangerous signal was sent that intimidation works. It's toxic for our society. It's toxic for our politics. It's an affront to the liberties and values that we hold dear in Britain. Our democracy cannot and must not bend to the threat of violence and intimidation, which is effectively what the Tory government have been doing, uh, inflicting upon us for the last four years. Is this not again another gaslighting 101 exercise? Sunak talking about intimidation works. It's toxic for our society and politics. Is that not what they did with their vaccine passes. It's not that what they did when they threatened people that they would lose their jobs, livelihoods. Some people took their own lives because they wouldn't get jabbed up. They've been injured and they've been discounted. They've been brushed under the carpet. Yeah, intimidation does work, Rishi. And it's very effective because you've been employing it ruthlessly for the last four years, you little rat. That's what I have to say, Gemma. What do you think? Completely agree, Rick. Completely agree. You're being very eloquent and erudite this Wednesday morning. Uh, yeah, exactly. But people always accuse you, you know, it's a well-known kind of classic trait, isn't it, with narcissists and psychopaths. They always accuse you of being the very thing that they are um, with a classic inversion and make you doubt yourself. And uh, yeah, but, it, you know, we, we're not buying it. We see what you do. We see what you have done. Um, yeah, violence, intimidation. Hmm. I wonder where he got that from. I met, I met an old couple from Lancashire about a month ago uh, in the local park and they were standing admiring the bowling green and me and my wife walked past and they actually said it's a beautiful bowling green isn't it now normally i don't get excited about talking about grass growing on the bowling green but i was polite and i like talking to people like conversations so we stopped and we got into a conversation so anyway they moved over here from lancashire about a year before the scandemic, so 2019. And then he started off talking about how, you know, when COVID came along, uh, it ruined their plans to tour around Ireland. And I thought, oh no, he's, he's under the spell. But you know what he said at the end of it? Uh, he said, you know what? Turns out it were all a bloody hoax anyway. It were all a bloody hoax anyway. And I'm not going to joke. I, I felt like jumping for joy and giving him a big hug and a big kiss on the forehead, Gemma. Uh, people are coming round. Even this uh, surly old boy from uh, Lancashire and his wife have seen through it without me having to point it out to them either. Uh, the cracks are definitely appearing, so we need to keep the pressure up. We do indeed. And in fact, the story I'm just about to talk about shows that we need to keep the pressure up because, as I say, they are 
regrouping. I mean, this story broke after we came off air yesterday, you and I, Rick, but it's garnered a significant amount of reaction, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, I mean, the, the gist of it is non-elected authoritarians joining forces to, to tell us what to do. And that is because the government's former scientific advisor, Sir Patrick Vallance, has just joined, it was announced yesterday, the Tony Blair Institute for Global Change. Talk about birds of a feather flocking mm. together. Now, uh, Sir Patrick Valance, he's going to be on the expert team of strategic counsellors, uh, and the Tony Blair Institute says that he will bring significant expertise uh, to work on the transformative role of science and technology uh, and the role it can play for governments and societies around the world. Now, if that doesn't send a chill up your spine, I don't know what does. I mean, let's not forget, Chief Scientific Advisor from 2018 to 2023, key architect of the lockdown policy. At the COVID inquiry, he's made no bones about it. He wanted us to go into lockdown earlier. Also, you know, let's not forget, he had £600,000 of shareholdings in GlaxoSmithKline, one of the companies tasked with developing said vaccine. Uh, he also found time during the pandemic to keep a diary. It's amazing how many people kept a diary, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, you're almost like one eye on the future, uh, which has subsequently been published. He said he had no idea he was going to write a book. He just did it to discharge what was going on in his brain on a daily basis. He must have been, you know, having quite a lot of time on his hands to write such detailed notes, I have to say. Now, though, of course, he's joining forces with Tony Blair uh, and the globalist elites, you know, so if they can't get us from the coronavirus scandemic uh, agenda, they'll try and do it another way. Tony Blair's Institute for Social Change, I mean, what a nefarious goings on there. They've done deals with Saudi Arabia. They work with 30 different governments around the world advising them on global policy and now Patrick Valance is uh, thrown his hat into the mix. No mention of what salary he's going to be on, uh, eye-watering amounts, blood money I'd call it. Uh, let's not forget his role in the scandemic. He's now on an even bigger platform on the global stage with, you know, Tony. Ugh, the mind boggles. I know. Uh, you know what? what's incredible is uh, we've talked about this with various guests through the week also. These architects of misery, uh, and that's what they are. They were architects and executioners of misery and death in many, many cases. They haven't gone away. They haven't ridden off into the sunset uh, to enjoy a, a quiet retirement on the, the back of their ill-gotten gains during the scandemic years. They're so damn greedy and they're so power-hungry and they're so narcissistic, Gemma. They don't retire. They don't go away. So you look at Tony Blair now. You look at what a wizened old husk he has become. The evil is seeping from his pores. He is still like a ghoul shuffling around the world stage, uh, whipping up his globalist uh, friends and pushing his little globalist industry. Valance is another one. He got his knighthood off the back of it. He milked it dry. He's got a book coming out. You'd think at his age, he might want to hang up his uh, stethoscope and scalpel or whatever he uses to inflict pain and misery on people. But no, He's joined the Tony Blair Institute. You look at all the ex-heads of state. Boris Johnson never went away. Matt Hancock, I seen him banging on yesterday in Parliament about, uh, you know, uh, anti-Semitism and anti-vaxxers and anti-this. And he had the burfiest cheek to stand. He's still wearing his little blue suit, by the way, and his little pink tie. I don't think he wears his NHS badge anymore, but he's still there. He just won't go away. They just won't let go. And look at Jacob Rothschild apparently died this week after what, you know, you know, 87 years of inflicting uh, heinous evil upon the world. That old toss pot hung on to life with those little uh, claws of his. But you know what? 
death is coming to them all one way or the other and you know there's no pockets in a shroud as my old granny used to say and they're all going to get eaten by maggots at the end of the day i just feel sorry for the maggot that has to feast on the body of matt hancock what do you think if you were a maggot would you but, eat him <laughs> i think we're going off on some kind of very surreal tangent there i don't know if that's ever going to happen but just talking about <laughs> deathbeds you know deathbed kind of um revelations or reckonings you know there are no pockets in shrouds is a very good one but also you know who knows what happens to you when you transition and you you cross over you pass over um lots of books have been written about near-death experiences there's all kinds of uh, accounts of of the death process for people that have been lucky enough to come back um and, you know is there a reckoning do you have a life review in which case you know, does your we're getting a bit deep for Wednesday, I know, but you know, these people that have put these policies in, these global policies, these bankers, these warmongers, do they have a reckoning? It's a rhetorical question, it's just one for philosophers out there to ponder. You know, um, I myself have my own beliefs on that myself, but you know, can you get away with doing that much bad things and on such a global scale and inflicting misery on so many people and not have a reckoning for it? You know, the karmic justice, the scales of justice, karma, the law of cause and effect. This is a Something I wonder if they consider, you know, when they when they write their little diary at night, not not planning to publish a book in any way at all. You know, do they consider those things as well when they're writing their notes of the day? I don't know. Well, let me tell you this. You know, I have my faiths. I'm a born again evangelical Christian. I believe they will suffer. Uh, they will suffer uh, eternal torment. However, let me use Johnny Cash. Let me paraphrase Johnny Cash rather than the Bible. He was also a believer and he wrote a song once and it said, sooner or later, God's going to cut you down. He said, you can ride on for a long time. You can ride on for a long time. You can ride on for a long time, but sooner or later, God's going to cut you down, you wicked, evil man, you. So even if you don't believe that, it's a nice thought, isn't it? They'll stand before the judgment seat of God and be cast, wailing and screaming into the fires of hell for all eternity. you got to admit, that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> well, they'd all be in, they'd all be together in hell as well. They'd still be running a little cabal together, screaming together, wailing together, <laughs> begging for water together, and getting none, none whatsoever. So yeah, that, <laughs> I, that brings a smile to my face. If that doesn't make you smile, I don't know what will, Gemma. Yeah, well, you know, as I say, in this instance, wherever they happen to be, in whichever metaphysical part of the universe or in this three D reality on this planet, it is a question still, a case still of birds of a feather flocking together to, you know, shift the goalposts to to pr to promote and uh, present and produce agendas that they can run out through these global initiatives and these, you know, institutes and foundations and all of these things that kind of mainly do work. Unlike the COVID scam, they work from behind the scenes. They're not in front of the TV cameras every night trying to tell us what to do. They run it through think tanks and policies and and you know, things like common purpose they all come out these global global areas so you know he's 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 amassing the troops old blair and i wouldn't wager this wouldn't be the the first appointment of many of, of former people that played their part over the last four years and they're, they're shifting them around you know it's a bit like when uh, the nazi party came over to america and they didn't disappear did they they just went over and worked on different projects underground Operation that's my analogy with this one that's it. Operation yeah, yeah. Paperclip. Yeah. You know, when you dig into all this stuff, you know, some of the stuff that you find is truly mind blowing. But for today, anyway, 
old Valens uh, hooking up with the Tony Blair, Blair Institute. He's a liar and a heinous liar at that. And that's nasty, deviant piece of work altogether. But that's his institute. Maybe that's what he should call it. Uh, Gaslight is even more the nasty, deviant institute ran and headed by Tony Blair. But I don't think that one rolls off the tongue just as much. And it wouldn't be as open to funders as it would if he used his actual name. So Gemma, massive thanks to you as always for bringing that one to us this morning. Uh, I know you've got more stories to bring in other shows later on this afternoon but you'll join us again tomorrow at nine i want no yeah friday you're not here tomorrow is thursday yet my head's all over the place please forgive me for that this morning a little bit of uh dementia kicking in along with too many knocks to the head but anyway uh we'll be right back after this short break with uh dr ann mccluskey so please don't go away stay tuned for more on tnt today's news talk tnt's misty winston we've really seen uh the the attacks on press freedom have always existed powerful people do not like their secrets exposed um that's a no-brainer right and so th there's always been attacks on press freedom however there has been a significant and marked increase i think really um it started kicking off really under bush but certainly under Obama. Obama. That it really went into hyperdrive. T uh, Trump took that and just absolutely ran with it. Um, I mean, he's the guy that had Assange arrested. Um, that really sets an unbelievable precedent just in general. And so now we're starting to see it spiral out of control. Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. I was such a young age. Everything changed. My name is Chloe. When I was 13, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. When I found out I just didn't know how to react. I felt like everything was just kind of closing in on me. It just became a routine. Dad's doing chemo. I'd come home from school, wait for mum to finish work, and we'd go straight to the hospital, spend a few hours there, just draw. It was hard to navigate going to school. Hundreds of kids, and I was the only one with a dying dad. He was diagnosed in March, and then he died in October. Towards the end, I heard about canteen. It kind of felt nice to know that they had other people like me. They understood what I was going through and we didn't even have to chat about cancer. In 2020, I became a youth ambassador so I can help others the way they helped me. I've done so many things since I was 13. I've graduated high school, university, gotten my licence, made a move across the country. Life now is just a whole lot more fun. Please give a gift today to support more young people like me experiencing cancer. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Yeah, we're working it out. We're working it out here with the one and only oh, Dr. Anne McCluskey. It's been an age since we last spoke. I can remember talking to you, Anne, uh, in 2022, I think it was. You were one of the very first people to come out and speak out against uh, vaccine mandates and one thing and another that were going on and the, the concerns that you had around the COVID jabs. And it attracted uh, a lot of flack your way. And I believe just before we get into things there, there's a little disclaimer that you have to read out as uh, part of some kind of yeah. protocol that's going on there so i'll pass it over to you and you can take care of that business well uh, this is yeah hi rick it's lovely to be here and hello to everybody uh listening to tnt radio i am a big fan i download i swim in the mornings and i download all the stuff and, and listen to it while i'm swimming and while i'm peeling spuds and cleaning windows and all those things that we do it's just a really? brilliant facility so unfortunately because of the times we live in i just have to do a wee introductory disclaimer here so what follows in this podcast from my personal experience is observations and opinions. This information is for educational purposes only. And although I am a doctor, I ain't your doctor. 
I'm not providing medical nor legal advice to you or to the public. Those in need of medical diagnosis, prevention, treatment, and legal advice are advised to seek advice from their choice of health legal professionals. The responsibility for the interpretation, due diligence, and use of this information from this podcast lies with you, the viewer and or listener. It's not my intention to harass, to intimidate, to offend, to defame, to conspire, to blackmail, coerce or cause anxiety, alarm or distress. And the information presented here is done so with peaceful and honourable intentions. As always, do your own research and use your own discernment. Okay, so that's that done. Okay, well, you know, on the back of what you've just said, on the back of what you've just said, obviously, um, like I said, you've become under, uh, took a lot of flack for what you said, uh, for what you came out with, expressing your views and opinions, which is what you were doing, which everybody's entitled to do here uh, on the island of Ireland. You know, we've got freedom of speech, and based on the fact that you were a, you've been a GP for for donkey's years, you know, decades upon decades upon decades. Am I right in saying you even came out of retirement and actually uh, re-registered yourself to try and help the NHS uh, whenever they were under, you know, stress, whenever all the surgeries were closing down, and as a result of that, then you just copped even more flack? Well, I was recently at an event in Dublin and the wonderful Christine Christine Anderson, the the German MEP, spoke Mm -hmm. and she talked about the rings of power. And I like Mm -hmm. to think of the, the, you know, the analogy with the Lord of the Rings. She was talking about the the United Nations or the Agenda 2020 Sustainable Development Goals and uh, talking about one ring to rule them all, one ring to bind them, one ring to something them all and in the darkness bind them. So I like to think of us as the hobbitses. We are the hobbits <laughs> who are out under the radar. And, you know, you get flack. The dark riders were following them around and all the rest. But ultimately, um, we have to believe that, that that we're going to get the truth out there. So, yeah, I I um, I'd left. I've qualified in 1981 in University College Dublin. So I've been a doctor for longer than I care to remember. So uh, I, I qualified in UCD. And then I'd, I'd retired and but I went into politics and got elect, got myself elected as a local councillor. And I'd stood as an independent um, MLA and, and da- came within 100 votes of getting elected. Eamon McCann, eventually, a, you know, a local sort of uh, people before profit, mm-hmm. put me at the post. But um, so, yeah, I was, I'm, I've always been a political animal, which I suppose mm-hmm. helped me see what was going on. But I got mm-hmm. elected as a councillor. And then I did. I, I I sort of thought maybe, you know, early on, I knew it wasn't what they were saying because I'd looked. I went into the council in, in the spring of 2020 and told them, lads, it's cool. It's all good. I have the figures. Johnny Anita's the Diamond Princess, Michael Levitt. We know no panic. We don't have to cancel the St. Patrick's Day parade. Mm-hmm. I was beaming because I'm the only doctor and scientist in the place. And the heads all went down because that decision had been made elsewhere and a long mm-hmm. time previously you know mm-hmm. um so that was a sort of an eye-opener and anyway then i did say that in, in my local town if they had another lockdown on the basis of pcr tests that i would resign in protest so i resigned in protest and they wrote dirty articles about me in the newspaper and all the rest of it and no, they did. Uh, gave my seat to somebody else which i was happy and the local government is is <laughs> How many votes were 39 to 1? There is a uni party, even in the north of Ireland, Rick. Mm-hmm. There's I a know. uni party on, on the issues um, that matter. 
And talking, listening to you talking, and bearing in mind that it's been a couple of years uh, since we uh, last spoke, uh, I think it was 2022, around about summer of 2022 anyway, uh, obviously a lot of water has passed under the bridge, or has it? Maybe it's just like a boomerang coming back around again, because at the time, Stormont uh, had been uh, suspended, you know, there was no government effectively uh, functioning here in the north of Ireland, but now, apparently, they're back up and running again, and is it almost like getting a flashback to 2022? 2020, 2022 again, when you have the like of Robin Swan, who's back in the position of the health minister, and Naomi Long, who's back in the position of the justice minister, two of the architects, in my opinion, you don't have to agree with this one, obviously, I, I, this is my opinion, they were the architects of a lot of pain and misery and suffering and mismanagement that resulted in a lot of deaths and bankruptcies and worse in Northern Ireland over the last uh, two to three years. It's almost like Groundhog Day as well, isn't it over here? Yeah, um, like the British Parliament, the Northern Ireland Assembly is utterly irrelevant. You know, these decisions are made at a, at a, at a much higher level. These people are simply uh, globe sock puppets. Um, so who's in what position really doesn't matter. I mean, those people are, you, I agree with you, they're hugely compromised. Uh, and the, I mean, we have the receipts at this stage and still nothing is changing. But um, spoiler alert, I, I mean, I have, I have, news that is 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 hugely significant and and, and we'll, we'll, we'll lead back to all of this we have discovered in the, the northern and important judiciary system um significant and very serious uh defect shall we say and we can talk about that you know after mm -hmm. the break and the rest the 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 people you mentioned are again they signed off on this stuff we know that that the you know if people had known that the the licensing authority, I mean the general medical the general medical council wrote to all the doctors telling them the licensing authority was the NHRA. We have brought that evidence to the to the police as a criminal matter. That was that was mis that's real misinformation. If people had known that the licensing authority was Robin Swan, the mm. minister for health. I mean, do you seriously think they would have rolled up their sleeves and the sleeves of their children to get this stuff? I mean, you yeah, know... It there's layers and layers of uh, skullduggery and shenanigans going on that is only just being unearthed now and the like of which uh, you're talking about here. There's other things. Uh, we've got to take a little headline break. It's only 30 seconds, but we come back at the other end as well. Talk about keeping receipts. And of course, you can keep physical receipts for things. If you go and buy an item in the supermarket or buy an item in a shop, you get a physical receipt. But people are now, unfortunately, having receipts which are death certificates for the death of loved ones and also injuries that have been done as a result of these uh, you know, jabs that were sent out. And there's a group in Northern Ireland, I'm sure you're aware of them, the VibZNI group, uh, who I've talked to quite extensively on here. They're trying to get their voices heard, just get their voices heard in Stormont. And they're having a real uh, job of it uh, because they can't get backing uh, from certain types of politicians. So we've got to take a little break. And when we come back at the other side, let's look at the real fallout from this. This is not just speculation. This is real lives that have been affected and people whose lives have been lost as a result of this business and they're still trying to keep them quiet here but uh, we'll touch on that when we come back after the break here on TNT Today's News Talk This news just in TNT Radio News Ready? Go! go, go. Matt Boyland here with your TNT headlines NATO countries have rejected comments made by French President Emmanuel Macron suggesting Western troops could be deployed to Ukraine President Biden has made clear that uh, he will not send US soldiers to fight in Ukraine 
Tucker Carlson's accused the US government of spying on him during his high-profile trip to Russia. And Japan's facing an existential crisis with alarming new data showing the country has just six years left to reverse its declining population. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. Okay, talking live to uh, Dr. Anne McCluskey. After a very long time, I haven't been speaking to her now for nearly two years. It's lovely to see her again, lovely to hear her again, lovely to catch up with her again. And hopefully, Anne, uh, it won't be two years before we talk to you again. I'd like to get you on more regularly uh, if you're up for that, because uh, your voice is very important, because not only are you speaking from experience, uh, qualified experience as a GP, but also, of course, as a, as a resident of Ireland, you can see what's going on around you. You can see the damage that's being inflicted. So I believe you're very well qualified in many ways to comment on this business. Uh, Vibs NI was, is a group that I have a lot, an awful lot of time for. Uh, somebody I think you're very familiar with. It's a good friend of mine, Jonathan Weissman uh, from alltherisks.com. Johnny is an absolute legend. He's a star. He's been really, really digging deep into all the stats over the last few years and raising his voice against this. This group on a vaccine injured and bereaved support group, Northern Ireland. Simply a group of people that have either lost loved ones, uh, experienced bereavement or experienced uh, bodily injury as a result of the safe and effective, we were told, uh, COVID jabs that were rolled out without any real informed consent in many opinions. Now they've been hurt or bereaved and they simply want to have their day in Stormont to ask questions as to why this was allowed to happen and make people aware of it, but they're trying to silence them. Why would you silence a group like that? a very good question. I mean, the people involved in Vibs NI, I have been in, in touch with since the start of this and they're, they're I agree, I mean, the, the, the people there, like Jonathan Cathay, you know, the crowd, they are mm -hmm. researchers, they're, they're, they know what they're talking about, they're among the most best informed people uh, around and they're doing absolutely important work and it's work that I would love to be involved in. But as you may be aware, since I was suspended in August 2021, I have been in a constant battle with the General Medical Council and with the Northern Ireland Court and Tribunal Service and with the, in the High Court and in the Court of Appeal. And it has been utterly all-consuming. The thing about the, the excess deaths and the vaccine injured is it's so easy to figure out why this is happening. If we had a statistics and research agency Northern Ireland Statistics mm -hmm. Research Agency or the, the Office of National Statistics in, in, the, in, the, in Great Britain, who simply divided into, did you have it or did you not, and looked at figures in that way. And that's never going to happen because that immediately will give the, 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 the science, the true science behind what's happening. Instead, they're using these ludicrous models and inflated. I mean, don't forget, in the spring of 2020, absolutely nothing happened. Nothing. Mm -hmm. In no country across this planet was there a statistically significant increase in age standardized all-cause mortality. There was no pandemic end of. So that what we did see was a, 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 a surge in deaths for the reasons that, that, that have been well described by yourself and other people. The lockdowns, the withdrawal of medical care protocols, which um, 
shall we just say, didn't work in the patient's interest in the vast majority of cases. Uh, and I've, I've, you know, I've talked about that uh, in other places. And then in the spring of 2020, as I say, I saw very clearly what was going on. And I, I thought I was going crazy. And I started then to look. And I mean, people like Professor Dolores Cahill, who's an immunologist and a vaccinologist, and, you know, to some, in some regards, she, she don't know. They were talking about the fact that these technologies were utterly untested. And when they were tested in lab rats, they didn't go so well. And reading mm -hmm. the, the paper published by Stephanie Seneth, who's a, a computer analyst, data analyst, called, um, it's not all the risks. No, that's Jonathan's website. So it's um, worse than the disease. That was mm -hmm. it. So the, talking about the hypothetical risks of these new, not only the mRNA technology, but these lipid nanoparticles. And the, you know, the, 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 and the other thing, of course, is that we still don't know what's in these files. I know that there have been researchers across the planet now looking at that in more detail. But in 2020, we simply have the words of the pharmaceutical industry as to what they were injecting into people. Who knows what they were? And you, the can't, with the back, you, know? you can't take Sorry? you can't take that as you can't take what the big farmer telling you as gospel uh, either. Anne, and you know you got this big oh, question. Excuse me, are you a conspiracy theorist, Rick? <laughs> oh, I think I am, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'll, I'll not deny that one at all. You know what? In the day they say conspiracy theories. Today's conspiracy theory is six months from now that becomes the truth. So yes, I would say I'm a conspiracy theorist, as are you, because what we have been saying for the last few years, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, I'm sorry to say it has come true for all the wrong reasons. So yeah, I mean the the, the I think these people, you know, need to keep. Keep being visible. That's the problem. Is is that today they've been invisible, and that's why it's wonderful to have a group that people can coalesce around, and their strength mm -hmm. in numbers and all of that. But I mean, we've seen the, the scandalous treatment of Andrew Bridgen trying to mm -hmm. raise raise these things in, in, in the English Parliament, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's going to be the same here. These people are too invested in this, and as I keep saying, if people do the right thing now, it's not too late. But I, I think I think that window of opportunity for people to tell the truth, including for members of my own profession, is closing. Mm -hmm. I know I think that doctors are seeing what's going on, they understand what's going on, and they're refusing to acknowledge it. And as I say, yeah. that you know that that the time is running out for these people because the doctors, as we've seen, are going to be thrown under a bus. Professor mm -hmm. Dr. Tess Laurie and the World Council for Health, you've seen. The G and, and the General Medical Council, don't forget the General Medical Council is, is funded by the Department of Health. It is a, mm -hmm. an arm of the Department of Health. It is linked to the Privy Council, which is the oldest and most secretive part of the British government. These things are not independent. The General Medical Council employs 99 lawyers and two doctors. So that gives you some idea of, of where their interests are. So, yeah. It does one one positive. I wanna I wanna try and end this in a positive. I was gonna make a comment too. I bet you this wasn't the retirement that you envisioned after you know qualifying as a doctor back in 1981, spending your you know your retirement years fighting in courts and you know trying to fly the flag for truth. You know it's not the way it happened, but that's the way it is. A positive way to end this one uh, from the Vibs group uh, on is that they have been trying to get uh, their day in Stormont, but they couldn't do that because they needed a nationalist uh, politician to back what they were doing. Now, the DUP under Paul Frew, uh, they have backed them 
Uh, a bit of positivity here. Uh, Vibsy and I posted up to see. Delighted to see uh, Sinn Féin Ireland and First Minister Michelle uh, O'Neill Sinn Féin have agreed to meet those affected by the COVID-19 injection. So they've agreed to meet them. Uh, and the Vibs group go on to say, having previously written on several occasions to the office of Michelle O'Neill with no response, we remain hopeful of a response and a signature from Sinn Féin. We've already secured a DUP signature for an event in Stormont. So... I hope it's not just lip service, Anne. I hope it's not just lip service. Michelle O'Neill and Sinn Féin are paying to the vaccine injured and bereaved. It has to be looked at as a start. It's a positive thing that they're sitting down and talking to uh, these guys, but they need the ink on the paper. It's not enough to just uh, talk the talk. Uh, the Sinn Féin need to walk the walk as well when it comes to the vaccine injured. Uh, what do you reckon on that, just in closing? Well, I mean, that you have to actually this amount of pressure to bear on politicians to address mm -hmm. the most significant health impact that has been seen in the history of this country. You know, that you have to sort of hold the proverbial gun to their heads. Mm -hmm. Sinn Féin, of course, are fully signed up to global communism. You know, that 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 is 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 a fact. Unfortunately, so are many of the other parties. And to be fair, uh, you know, in in, in the ball through has been a shining light mm -hmm. in a very, very dark mm -hmm. place. And uh, again, I come from a nationalist Republican background, like, but mm -hmm. but as we know, all of that is 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 again just, you know, this brilliant book written, the Secret Origins of the First World War, and the chapter in Ireland would make the hair stand near its head, because essentially sectarianism is a, is a tool of bankers to get mm -hmm. us to go to war when they need us, and uh, all of that. So again, it's it's um it's been a, a steep learning curve, but it's uh, you know the thing about retirement, I worked full time. In the hospital medicine, I trained paediatrics. Then I moved into community child health. Then I moved into um, general practice. And in those days, we worked one night and four on call. I had four children. I was breastfeeding children and doing house calls in the middle of the night. I have never been busier than I have been this last two years. And I wouldn't yeah. change a thing because I have children, grandchildren. I love my community. And we have to stop this because if we don't stop this, it's over. And it's important that we maybe talk about the, the whole digital mm -hmm. uh, system of justice, which is planned. And I think that's, you know, that's the breaking news that I have for you. Well, what we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll have to call time in this one as per now because we've got to take a little break and then I've got another guest coming on. But Anne, we'll stay in touch. Uh, and definitely, if you're up for it, there's so many other things that I would have liked to talk to you about this morning, but I just don't have the time to do it. Let me get, uh, direct people your way. Uh, if you don't use the X platform, this won't apply. But if you're on Twitter or X, follow Anne at Dr. Anne, A-N-N-E, Derry. D-E-R-R-Y, you'll be able to follow uh, what she's up to on that particular platform. And a massive thanks to you for taking time out of your morning this morning. I know you're busy. I know you're busy, 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 uh, but it was great to talk to you. It's been a great you. pleasure. Thank you very much. And I look forward to talking Love. to you again soon. Yeah, you take care and have a lovely day. And we've got to take a little break now. And then uh, Dr. Bruce Scott is hopping on for a chat from Scotland. So please don't go away. Stay tuned for more here on TNT, today's news talk. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. If you tuned into one of the three major cable networks on Saturday night at 7 p.m. when the polls closed in South Carolina to see how long it would take for Donald Trump to be declared the winner, well, let's just say you better have been on time. The polls have now closed at 7 p.m. 
We are waiting to see whether we will have a call in one direction or another or a too early to call. That has been the case in a few of the contests we've had. And as you can see there, and I'm learning this as I see it on your screen myself, we do have a call. We have projected a winner at polls closing. That was MSNBC, CNN, was even faster in calling the race. Polling places are about to close in South Carolina. Five seconds left in the GOP presidential primary fight between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. And right now, we can make a major projection. CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the South Carolina Republican primary, defeating former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in her home state. And Fox News was just as quick. It is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast, and the polls are officially closed in the state of South Carolina. Good evening, I'm Brett Baer. And good evening, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum, live here at Fox News headquarters in New York for our special coverage of the South Carolina Republican primary. And the Fox News decision desk can now project that former President Donald Trump will win the state's GOP primary. Yes, all in all, good night for Trump, very bad night for Nikki Haley in her own home state. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malzberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. The next time you think you can illegally handle your mobile phone while driving and get away with it, think again. Phone detection cameras are in operation on New South Wales roads. Hello. So if you're driving and illegally handle your mobile phone... You can stop it or cop it. Informative and engaging. Rick Munn. Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Oh, yes. Uh, Without any further ado, I want to launch straight into it. Uh, It's been an absolute action-packed show. I just wish you could stretch time out a little bit when I'm talking to the people that I have on here. I've got phenomenal guests, amazing guests, uh, so full of knowledge and passion for what they believe in. And I'm joined by another one right now, none other than Dr. Bruce Scott, psychoanalyst and author of the magnificently titled Gulag Caledonia. He's no stranger to TNT Radio. How are you doing this morning, Bruce? Are you well? I'm all right, Rick. Hi, good to be here. I hope you're well too. I am. I am all the better for seeing you. Nice way to wrap, ramp up my little or uh, end my little segment on the air this morning, Bruce, talking to yourself. We did a little bit of backwards and forwards in last week or so since the last time you came on. You know, governments just don't let up when it comes to, uh, you know, they're like a dog with a bone, especially when it comes to COVID. And just when you thought, you know, the old strap line for Jaws was just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, then, you know, the great white comes up and takes a lump out of you. Just when you thought it was safe to say COVID is over, it's all behind us now. This cringeworthy garbage work of fiction is launched upon us in the shape and form of breathtaking uh, and it was breathtaking for me uh, to see a clip of it it it, it was breathtaking me crap uh, have you seen a little snippets here and there what's your opinion on it so far i have, I have some, some, seen some of the snippets in in the promotional pictures of the show and uh, I, I find the name breathtaking quite uh, sinister mm. uh, because of the the nature of well, you know how we were all um, there were the mandatory masks, for example, mm-hmm. that was uh, taking our breath away literally. But uh, what what I thought was very interesting was way back in twenty twenty, when uh, everyone was panicking, uh, supposedly, uh, 
there were all these pictures of doctors, like like on the trailer of breathtaking, but the, all the doctors were, had marks on their faces from the mask wearing. And uh, it was like, you know, look at these poor heroes in battle. But then when they made the, ma the mandatory masks for everyone in society, including the children, pictures of people with scarred faces for masking disappeared, mm -hmm. strangely mm -hmm. enough. Uh, I, if anyone doesn't notice like this kind of uh, strange anomaly of, of reality, how come uh, uh, medical professionals who, who have to wear masks all day are getting masks, mask scarring, so to speak, from the masks, and then suddenly we all have to wear them, and it's completely fine. Uh, I think it's it's uh, very very sinister what what, what this propaganda because. Then the COVID inquiries are whitewashes uh, to make out, I think, that the respective governments handled the situation badly. Therefore, it gives them free reign for the WHO Treaty or the, or the World Health Accords to, to be given free reign. And uh, this, this, this breathtaking show seems to sort of... Uh, because the, the Rachel Clark, the, the woman who wrote the book Breathtaking, mm -hmm. I get I get the impression she's a bit of a left wing activist, mm -hmm. and Auntie Tory, you know, she's playing this Auntie Tory theatre, uh, which of course, <laughs> which of course is it's ridiculous. Labour, Tory, Lib Dem, Green, doesn't matter what party, the same. They're all pushing the, exactly the same thing. So uh, it's 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 uh, incredible. It's an incredible. Uh, uh, display of propaganda, isn't it? Uh, there was a statement made. I think uh, I covered this earlier on with uh, Gemma, but I think it might interest you as well. In terms of gaslighting and in terms of you know Jupiter's delight, I think you know there's a lot of very uh, unhinged characters uh, running, so allegedly running our country at the minute. Uh, Rishi Sunak put a statement up. Uh, it was to do with the intimidation of MPs. But if you read into what he said and apply it to what the government did uh, to us uh, between you know March of 2020 and round about uh, March of 2022, listen to what he says. In Parliament this week, a dangerous signal was sent out that intimidation works. It's toxic for our society. It's toxic for our politics. It's an affront to the liberties and values we hold dear in Britain. Our democracy cannot and must not bend to the threat of violence and intimidation. Well, uh, you know, there was no violence uh, uh, intimidated towards us over the last few years, but surely uh, the psychological violence that was inflicted upon us, Bruce, uh, on upon our children especially, uh, they're still reeling from that psychological violence and, uh, and physical as well, if you want to include Forced masking—that's a form of—that's uh, a form of abuse. I don't care what anybody says about uh, that. The, the mask children is is child abuse. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Richie Sunak's a complete and utter hypocrite and a liar. He he knows quite fine, and all the politicians do. They pushed illegal. I know the word illegal and unethical applied psychology onto the UK population to deliberately frighten them. Uh, they also used uh, methods of coercion, which, if you look at Binderman's chart of coercion, which was based on the research of prisoner of war and torture, because of the stopping of our liberties, working, travelling, uh, meeting, uh, the isolation, the, the, the use of applied psychology, these are crimes. 
And so he has the cheek to say that the MPs are being threatened. We have been threatened. They, they it is they that are a danger to us. I think that this is this is this, that, that's gaslighting because I, I likened yeah. it way back, twenty 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 one, that the similarities it's exactly the same between domestic abuse mm. uh, applied on a mass scale. Stop monitoring us, watching where we go, stopping us work, looking at uh, stopping our work, what, what making us stopping us uh, earning money, uh, masking us. Uh, you know, because of the dangers of masking, the no risk assessment for children at school. We are in. We are being dictated to by uh, abusers, and that uh, you know, we were meant to feel guilty for for being angry about it. You look at the cases of John Waters in Ireland, uh, mm -hmm. and the, the C. J. Hopkins in Germany, for speaking mm -hmm. out against the regimes and how they're being censored, how they're being uh, taken to the courts. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, C. J. Hopkins in Germany, interestingly enough, he he uh, he's been taken to court for. The conflation of the Nazi regime to the brave new normal, and uh, he pointed out to the court in Germany. He says, "Well, Hitler came to power through constitutional, uh, you know, uh, ways of working in government. It wasn't like it was like forced. It wasn't like illegal, so to speak. It was done democratically, uh, and, and they hate this. But in the same way, same with the COVID, the COVID things in, in Britain." The COVID uh, regulations, uh, just as totalitarian, and yet mm -hmm. we, we are a threat to them. Uh, we are a threat to them. They are a threat to us. You know, it's big time, and, and that's that's the thing. That's the thing, Bruce. You talk about uh, the the weaponization uh, of applied psychology into what they were doing. You know, these ads that we saw, uh, these strap lines. You know, stay home, uh, protect the NHS, save lives, or this whole seeding in the children's minds. Again, remember, uh, you could kill your grandmother if you go and visit her at Christmas. You could spread disease. And, you know, there's pictures of, like, this uh, green slime, invisible green slime hanging in the air around people that had covid trying to other us, trying to uh, brand us as disease carriers if we didn't get injected. Uh, I'm not, I, I, do you know anyone, do you know anyone that has regret for not taking the COVID-19 injection, by the way? Just out of curiosity, do you ever have anyone come to you and say, Bruce, I really regret not getting my jabs? I've not, I've not met one person in, 40, in, the, in these last few years who's regretted not taking it. Uh, I've met many people though that are reporting amongst their circles of friends and family people getting ill and dying uh, and so we, people are seeing this in their communities I can see it in my family's friend, friends and family mm -hmm. uh, I sat down and counted the amount of people who died in our family and friendship group and, and I said to my wife I says if I'd written down this list in 2020 and said by 2024 they'll be dead, what would you have said to me? She said, oh, I thought you were a bloody idiot. Mm -hmm. Now, this is happening all over. And, of course, Rachel Clark, who wrote Breathtaking, she's not acknowledging this either, mm -hmm. which is a red flag. She, she was all concerned about this supposed emergency in 2020. And as your last guest pointed out, there was no real emergency. The hospitals were emptier than usual, more empty. Mm -hmm. Freedom of information requests prove that. David Tate, who writes for UK Column, has written about this extensively. It shows that the hospitals were empty. Now, 
So, and then the, then the ONS have changed the way they're, they're calculating the statistics. Dr. Yes. John Campbell, <laughs> who, you know, some people are not a great fan of because uh, he's, he did the one, the great 180, 180-degree turn. But he done a video on excess deaths and says, oh, well, there was more people died in, in, in uh, 2022-2023 than did St. Billion deaths in the whole of the Blitz. At least in the Blitz, we were allowed to mourn people of the death of civilians. We were allowed to to have funerals and and talk about it, how they were bombed and killed by invading you know bombs. But now we're not allowed to even acknowledge the fact people have died. One hundred and one thousand in two thousand twenty-two, twenty-two, twenty-three. You know, seventy thousand civilian deaths in total. Uh, civilian deaths in World War Two, and we're not allowed to talk about it. That's gaslighting. That's psychological abuse. Mm. And statistical abuse, too, because, uh, you know, facts are facts, and they are starting to cook the books a little bit now with regards to... They can't... Listen, you cannot hide the fact that excess deaths are running in some places double-digit percentages above and beyond what they normally would in this period of time. You just can't hide that. So what are you going to do about it? You're faced with two choices. Are you going to acknowledge it? and launch a proper investigation into it. Because remember, every life is important. Everyone that died with COVID, we were told every life is one life too many. Well, now we're having thousands, tens of thousands of people dying excessively. And they're saying, well, you know, it could be climate change. It's to be expected after the world's deadliest pandemic. But nobody seems to want to launch an in-depth inquiry about this one. So what I think they're doing at the minute is, Bruce, they're starting to manipulate uh, the baseline figures that they're using to try and actually statistically statistically whitewash the fact there are any excess deaths at all. I mean, how much lower can they sink? Oh, it, 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 it's, it's the lowest of the low. You know, in, in America, for example, the, the, the ONS can't doctor these statistics. Uh, 459,000 excess deaths in 2022, up 17.5%. How are, they, how are they going to alter that? They can't. You can't hide it. The only thing they can do is censor us and criminal criminalise us for talking about it, which is the direction of traffic. C.J. Hopkins, John Waters in, in Ireland, other people, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the guy in Switzerland who was sectioned for warning about the, the COVID jabs. Yes. And just the general persecution of people speaking out because uh, it's happening everywhere. And... Uh, it's it's it, that's it, it's got to get worse and worse. I think if the Who Treaty gets through, then it'll then it'll step up even more. I think you know, uh, mm -hmm. we you know it's very very worrying. You know, instead of historical looking looking at the rise of hit uh, mm -hmm. Nazi Germany, how uh, all was all done uh, constitutionally. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it's very very concerning and uh, people. People have to, are having to have a very strong constitution psychologically to combat it, to be to, to stop feeling uh, the pressure of shutting up, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's ways and means, you know, they're, in the, in the, they're not stopping. So uh, it's terrible. It is. Uh, one thing I will say is, you know, to end this one on a positive note and trying to end the shows on a positive note now, uh, we are absolutely making headway with regards to narrative collapse at the minute. Your message hasn't changed uh, in the last couple of years since I've been talking to you. My message certainly hasn't changed. The overall uh, thrust of TNT, which is to tell the truth, not a truth or my truth or my version of the truth, 
the truth because there is only one truth and anything that's not a truth is a lie that's what we're trying to do and i said this last night when i was talking with uh, hesher and uh, steve hook that the truth can withhold scrutiny but lies cannot withhold scrutiny and that's one of the reasons why bruce i think they're changing figures they're trying to gaslight people they're trying to brush things under the carpet because they're they're perpetrators and purveyors of lies and their lies cannot withstand uh, the scrutiny that we are putting them under but uh the music i don't know if you can hear it, the metal the metal is playing in the background unfortunately metal. that means it's time for the show to end dr bruce scott follow him on x or twitter at dr dr bruce scott with two t's and check out his website bruce scott.org.uk bruce next time hopefully uh, fingers and toes crossed we'll get a little bit longer there but you know what it is it's live radio and all that but i really appreciate you coming on this morning and lending us your thoughts vinion vinions uh, views and opinions, yes, on TNT. Maybe vinions is a new word we're going to use here. I'll be back again tomorrow morning at nine. Stay tuned for James Freeman. And of course, stay tuned to TNT for the rest of the day and all night. It's TNT, today's news talk. Bye.